Amba, 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 amba. That is come, welcome in Zulu. Welcome to another session of BG Radio Live. Coming in today from the presenters of Straight Out of Africa podcast. A podcast with BG Radio hosted by yours truly, Francisco. Today we start off our session with Ama Piano, music from Southern Africa, and this is Da Kiwi. So sit back, enjoy the music, and let the beat take hold of you. Wow, wow, wait. 
of Lady Do and DBN Gogo leaving us with Ducky Way. We again welcome you to the show, the live Straight Out of Africa show. Started down South, South Africa, I'm a piano. Uh, taking things, slowing them down a bit. Want to go now to West Africa. Famous uh, singer, Ismail Low. Born from uh, Niger. But mainly played his trade in Senegal. And he's known for his guitar and harmonica songs. The Bob Dylan of Africa. Africa, 
coming from his album Jamu Africa, the song Africa was released in 1996. Um, a very good album that contains soft guitar melodies and the traditional Senegalese balaks. And uh, Ismail says that his albums are a way of paying tribute to his own country and his continent in recognition of all his gifts to him. Now, Yusundo, singer, songwriter, and occasionally actor and a politician, actually. The Rolling Stone has described him as most probably the most famous singer alive in Senegal and in much of Africa. He is seven seconds away. Yusundo.
And also today we've got some Kenyan artists, literally digital photography artists, who will be joining us today on the show just to talk about their art and to talk about the cultural divide that their art bridges here in Israel as they present it in the digital platforms they use. So stick around for that. That's coming up right after this song. Good evening and welcome again to yet another episode of Straight Out of Africa. Today in studio, we're blessed to have two Kenyans for the very first time in studio. Give it up for Njoki Giviri, an artist and digital content creator from Kenya. She's doing her master's here in Ben Gurion University of the Negev. And our guest from Faran, Moshav Faran, Derek yeah, yeah, Prince. Yeah, what's up? Derek does digital photography and he's also from Kenya. And yeah. today, this show is just more, more, more fire. <laughs> I was almost saying Swahili for Moto, which is more fire. Moto-sana. So Moto Sana, if we had one of our local DJs, they would go like Moto <laughs> So anyway, so welcome to the show, guys. Karibuni, Karibuni, that's Swahili for welcome. Sante, Sante. Thank you. We just started off by listening to one of uh, our guests' preferred song that was... Um, uh, African star yeah, by yeah. Burner Boy African and Saudi, yeah, Saudi Soul, right? Yeah. Why do you like the song, Derek? Why, what uh, does it remind you of? I love the song because, for one, it, it's an uh, African artist. Yes. Burner one Boy, the, the bigger, African giant. One of the bigger African artists. You know, the big, one of the biggest exports from Africa. <laughs> yes. And then we have the best boy group yes. in Africa. Are by they boys Saudi. anymore, though? Well, they're men, but <laughs> still. Saudi really? Soul from yes. Kenya, you know? So big yeah. up Saudi Soul. Big up Saudi Soul. So one of the best, again, as you said, uh, exports from Kenya. Yeah. Yeah, this is Saudi so for you guys. <laughs> Baby, sit a casa na, 
Right, on today's show we're talking about art and the artists today represent different genres of art. Joki is, as I said earlier, a digital content creator. She uses digital space to present her art and she also draws and sketches while Derek also dabbles in photography, digital photography. Mm. And just to get the ball rolling, um, guys, uh, traditional paintings and drawings have, have a particular charm to them for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, people look at them and think of them as being authentic and they see the hard work that's been put into them to turn them into masterpieces. So do you guys feel with the modernity and the uptake of technology that the digital space has given you guys the same ability or has narrowed your talents to what can be applied in terms of art in the world of media and entertainment? Personally, I think things to do with technology and the staff have really improved my art. I started yeah. with traditional art. Mm-hmm. I started my work with pencils and then slowly graduated to biro right um, and and also painting I've done so the biro is the inking what what yeah, you call the, the inking, inking yeah, right. the inking mm-hmm. and I've also tried out uh, watercolor okay, painting okay. Mm-hmm. so I've done it I I know the traditional feel in drawings I know right. you can feel the personal touch yeah. someone spending 5 to 6 hours to a whole day on a painting mm-hmm. that has been done traditionally so yeah I do not refute that traditional art has this authenticity, authenticity to it. Authenticity yeah. to it. Yeah. When you look at a painting and you can feel the the brush, brush strokes, strokes and right. yeah, nothing can ever take away that feeling. But also um with the age of digital art, yeah. it also brings a new aspect of art. Yeah. So it's something different. Mm. Um I I I just think it's it it depends because for me I I love uh looking at other artists and right. Instagram and Facebook has given me the opportunity to be able to interact with many artists yeah, social media as a pass I would yeah. never have met yeah you know without the Instagram and the Facebook maybe mm-hmm. if I belong to a studio mm-hmm. then maybe I could have interacted but mm-hmm. with me I take Instagram as my studio <laughs> no it's a, it's a, I mean social media is a place of, of yeah. great uh, inspiration you could say that right yeah, so because I've met a lot of people on on the socials and mm. yeah so and i get to see their art right. you know without having to go to their studios or right. if someone is i can be able to interact with someone who is on the other side of the, the, of world. the world right you know you really yeah you you make a valid point in, in terms of the digital space actually brings together creatives yeah. in a way that would never have happened in the past i'm, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure yeah. that's a similar uh, observation i don't know in photography how how is the case for you do you yeah. feel the traditional forms of photography had You know people talk about this the black and white and the sapia pictures mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. you coming in with digital photography do you feel it has a different aspect towards it that the digital photography has that is different from the ancient types of photography Yeah yeah sure there's difference but what we normally say in photography like a good picture is a good picture so mm-hmm. even if you take the old photographs that maybe took like a couple of hours or minutes the to process. set up and yes. then set up the whole thing yes. and get a good picture with the same digital picture you can also make a good picture but of course the advancement in technology has improved the entire thing yeah so we have you can take a million pictures in kinds of yeah, a, a few, few minutes, minutes so it right. takes shorter periods to get the picture then you have like autofocus and these types of specs and features that are added into the camera right. that make virtually anybody can be a photographer Right, I mean, take a right, you're actually speaking to to the fact that now everyone with a cell phone. Yeah, everybody with yeah. a cell phone has is a walking photographer. Is a walking photographer, yeah. and w- what do you speak 
too in terms of their ability to edit photos because you know it there's mm. this photographer who has a good eye and in the past probably with that you know I could call them the still cameras yeah, yeah. you know you had to get the perfect shot and there yeah. was no option to edit it afterwards do you yeah, feel yeah. like now you know technology and the digital space gives you an option to do corrections or yeah, yeah, additions like if I could say there they are corrections in the basic form like in the mm-hmm. anybody can edit add filters to yeah, the pictures they take is. on their cell phones and also there are softwares like photoshop and lightroom mm-hmm. and things that help professional photographers edit but back then in the single lens reflex uh, cameras yeah. you'd see like you'd really have to take your time and make sure the lighting is in the same place because mm-hmm. after the shot you can't really go back and look at the picture and change the lighting put the shadows the highlights That's in true. into different places yeah. so technology has helped too and also as Njoki said like yeah. in, as far as social media is concerned like you can it's easier to yeah. share your work out there yeah. interact with photographers from different parts of the world and also like draw inspiration from different places exactly so, right yeah. i was just actually going to ask you in the same idea that you know the sanctity of 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 the photograph of the perfect shot yeah. so with the dslr uh, cameras uh, mm-hmm. which maybe you can also explain for our listeners most yeah. people just know about cameras or digital cameras but yeah. there's dslr cameras mm-hmm. uh, what's the benefit of having a dslr camera versus just taking a picture with your cell phone and how and then how do you also explore within your fields to get more perfect shots because as you said anyone can be a photographer now but how what differentiates you what makes you that one in a million as far as having the perfect shot maybe the better your your gadget is yeah the more your chance of having that perfect picture but is that is is, yeah. is that is that not contested though because the yeah, people who've is. gone with very low sort yeah, of yeah. low end yeah. machines and yeah. they've really produced a great picture and others it, it is true yes. it is true you is can the skill you can say yeah with the skill also comes to play mm-hmm. but then with a good gadget you have like the you have more options to yeah, get right. the picture compared to maybe having a lesser gadget which you're limited yeah. but also the skill matters Yeah. So DCLR is just basically digital single lens reflex. Okay. So with this you have like the autofocus, you can put in the big lenses to capture maybe a wider view, field view. Okay. You can adjust the ISO settings. The ISO settings is basically just uh, the lightings and stuff like this okay. like the, the sensitivity to lighting, right. yeah. the aperture and this which you find like in gadgets like cell phones are probably fixed like in terms of the aperture and mm-hmm. stuff like this. But in the digital photo photography you can you can adjust these settings, settings yeah settings, you can yeah. settings regarding to with the scene and what you want you know and, and this is where you, actually the skill lies because yeah, you, if you know lies. which settings to put for a different shot or for yeah. a moving shot or yeah. for continuous exactly. uh, picture you you get a better shot yeah. exactly so i mean uh, i feel that and i see the the the, the difference in that mm. um but jockey digital art yeah. <laughs> as <laughs> we come to you has been a contentious subject uh, when it comes to the diehard critics so consider mm-hmm. it a lesser art form i mean they would really die on that hill so to speak <laughs> uh, what are your thoughts on, on digital art yeah so not even uh, mm-hmm. people also me okay um, you had at some first, few, i was yeah, like i was that person it. who was 
I would never do digital art because yeah. to me I didn't see it as real mm-hmm. art. Mm-hmm. You know, I I just felt like I am selling out. Okay, okay. <laughs> you need to think, stick to the actual I media. That's the yeah. correct uh, thing to say because now we are all talking about how technology will take over of mm-hmm. what we will do. Our so jobs, I was still yeah. afraid if this computer can do a better job than me, then you know, what's my I, talent? I right. need to show people that traditional art is still the best. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's uh, there's you can't. Uh, just can do digital art yeah, and you yeah. know so but no with with time mm-hmm. and um when i tried it out so the yeah. first thing was to try it out yeah. so i tried it out and so if i can do it and then i came to see that it's not easier mm-hmm. people also think like digital art is easier because right. it's the computer doing your work but you are also the one who's supposed to do this stroke to, s- this, to skillfully uh, yeah, apply your everything your, you're your doing in traditional the, art yeah you're doing it in the in the, the, computer. the computer so mm-hmm. the computer is not drawing for you so it's still people it's still see it as input. so easy yeah so that's why input. Mm-hmm. yeah so that's why they also see like i can't pay for this because this person yeah. probably put a software and it made my face look like this uh, okay so yeah. yeah i tried it i liked it and also there are some things i can do with my digital art that i can't do with traditional art mm-hmm. there are some things i can play with so it is a it is so a it's a good alternative for example yeah yeah yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. great and, and uh, you have some yeah yeah just to jump on what yeah. she just said like you can completely wipe away the traditional art mm-hmm. forms like mm-hmm. I, i think in basically all art principles the traditional form of uh, like a foundation yeah. to what has led to the to right. the digital era if you may say for example for us mm-hmm. taking photographs like for me for example i take inspiration from old paintings like done centuries ago and try to put in some twists here and there and modernize it to get the perfect shot or yes. to get my shot so traditional art forms form like the basis to what We're we have at now. the moment Great. Thanks yeah. for your perspectives, guys. And uh, just to get our listeners to know a bit more about you, I'd like you to just introduce your works first of all, like what you double in, and then tell us a bit more about yourselves, if you may. Joki. Um so yeah, my name is my full name is Judy Joki Gidiri. But my artistic name or my they call the stage. Yeah. Name? Yeah, your stage. <laughs> it's a digital stage, yeah. So your stage. It's Joki Gidiri. So it, that's Joki Gidiri on Facebook and Joki Gidiri on Instagram. So I I am a lover of art. Mm-hmm. Um I love of everything that's beautiful. So wow. art to me is really beautiful and it brings out anything that brings out the beauty in every in things. Life, I yeah. am I am in Mm-hmm. Like so art was a way of expressing myself. Did you always draw from when you were young or when did this talent uh, when did um, you discover it? So what I remember is in primary I was always that person who used to like the assignments where we used to draw like the science mm-hmm. things and I'd ask other student like if you can't do it let me do it for yeah. you you so know let me do it for diagrams you. for them. Yeah so okay. and then I went to high school and mm-hmm. took it as a subject until I was in, until from 4 I did the KCSE I did an art um, exam. So and then after that then I started developing it after uni that's when I got serious after uni so my dad introduced me to an artist. Okay. That was a real good thing like a blessing because my right. dad saw how serious I was with that right. and he introduced me to an artist who took me through how to do the whole uh drawing shading um he the taught the basics the yeah, yeah mm-hmm. so he taught me and he was like my mentor or some oh. yeah something like that so I got into it and then then they started the age of of Instagram and Facebook I met other artists I met other I saw other techniques I um I googled and I learned on my own on wow. various techniques. Mm. I still haven't found a niche. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's a process. 
I, but I, I think that's what I art dub- is. Art yeah. is all about yeah. discovering. discovering. So I'm still discovering yeah. what uh, what mm-hmm. I prefer. Right. So I think it's. I don't know if it's going to be a lifelong journey mm-hmm. or uh, maybe one day I'll reach somewhere and say. You know, this is what I'm going to do. Right. Uh, yeah, but you spoke time. to something which I want to just uh, before we go into Derek, which I want to maybe just uh, dwell a bit on mm-hmm. the impact of like our parents on our talents, on and our talent. especially yeah. when it comes to arts. We come from a very merit-based society where if you're not a doctor, you're yeah, not an, <laughs> an engineer, true. you're not a pilot. Mm-hmm. When you mention art. Um, how do you just how do you think that as you said that i mean you you explained it but how do you think the impact of your parents accepting your choice to do art and to take it up as you know a talent to the next level impacted you did you like get more confidence in expressing yourself did you express yourself uh, differently or is it that's the same uh, as a major you know i, I think intervention it, in it your life? encouraged me in yeah. a way because there are days in like an artist uh, you can ask i don't know if mm-hmm. it's something for um also it 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 applies to other areas but there are sometimes you get blocks or you don't think you're good enough in this you just go through those um periods in your life and then you're here your parent is very encouraging they see like this is something you used to love and now you're not doing it so like the feedback they Mm -hmm. get you get from your parents because these are people you see every day or they are the people you most interact with right and they if they they believe in your potential they, you it see it and it encourages yeah. you um so i think to me it was a help Great. that my dad was really supportive of my art journey and he used he used to send me articles you know schools right. tell me try this try right. this draw this telling me draw my portrait i'll pay yeah. you oh wow. <laughs> so, yeah. wow you actually yeah. got your pocket money really easy <laughs> wow yes. so he, yeah. he wasn't like even if he has for a portrait he won't ask it for free right he, he, so he, he will pay he really supported your art yeah, 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 yeah. So that okay, was great. a real. And, and Derek, yeah, please, yeah. We, we didn't forget about you. <laughs> no, no, no. How no, did no, your journey <laughs> into photography start, and uh, uh, how, how, how you, which lengths or which heights have you reached so far? Well, uh, as far as con- photography is concerned, I would say uh, I'm a student. Mm-hmm. I'm still learning. Yeah, and I will always be a student. That is one of the most important things I think my me- photography mentor taught me is that you you never stop learning. Day by day you get you get exposed to new things, you get right. new ideas, so you implement them. As far as my photography journey goes, it's uh, well I started out photography I would say as a kid. Mm-hmm. We had this old photograph photographs yeah. for cameras, sorry, yeah. that we used to put the film in right, and then the you know yeah right. the negatives and everything. So I would I used to take pictures with this of relatives or oh, during family good. functions just yeah. for fun you know and they would be like wow you took a nice shot oh. and then i think for a while i st- the this photography thing went silent for a long time and i never just got because of school or just yeah you, because of school you, you didn't have enough money to buy negatives <laughs> no no yeah the, the cameras i think yeah. when the time passed you know ah, okay. they got passed by age and yeah. uh, school obviously and yeah. I, re- I never got my hands on a digital camera for a long time okay and then, uh, during campus i did a little of photography this yeah. is when i started going to attending church really like seriously and then yeah. A young guy, I must big him up, is called Tyler Jelenji from Malawi. Okay. He introduced me into this like media thing in church and then got me taking photographs in church. So yeah, I learned through the people in the team and then used to take photographs every Sunday right. of the congregants. And then with time I got better. So I started 
stretching my expanding my horizons as far as photography is, is concerned and right i came here to israel mm. where i really took time to grow my skill set right. and meet with people who are more advanced in the industry and show me how it is like so i met the likes of dory baror who is a really great photographer you should check him out on instagram yeah he held my hand and he taught me like the basics the principle the discipline behind the photography wow. when you're on set and everything so so there really, is a discipline like it's not just coming yeah, you, up with your camera and yeah, shooting a subject there's something behind your camera it. you have to who, yeah. if it's the subject is a person a human being you have to make them like feel great like you're making a good piece of art from them so you have to make them comfortable you have to show them some love and some respect I'll, I'll you detour know. a bit because you make a point that I realize and, yeah. and for the guys who will crucify me this when I used to watch Tyra Banks show yeah. <laughs> yeah. the models would uh, would be taken through photo shoots and yeah. surprisingly at the end of obviously it was an elimination show where the best the, the show is called Tyra's Top Model, Top Model right yeah. and surprisingly you'd find that a, a model who was not so confident uh-huh. actually getting some of the best shots because mm-hmm. the photographer really drew out the best from them. Is yeah. it something about what you're saying? Like as a photographer, you have an additional role to, in a way, make your subject bring out the shot you want. Yeah, exactly. Because they might be beautiful. They might mm-hmm. be, we're talking about models here, mm-hmm. but then there's a distinct look you're going for or a perfect shot you're going yeah, for. Exactly. And this actually depends on you and how you engage with your subject. Yeah, that is true because okay. as the photographer, you're the artist. Yeah. So you're supposed to see the art before it actually manifests. The way you see it in your head is you how it has it. to come out. So you have to have a prior discussion with the model. Right. Tell them, this is what I want. Are you comfortable doing this and this? And they're like, okay, if she's fine, you tell her, okay, you have to position yourself this way. Your hand shouldn't be in this way. Just basically instructions and let her see your vision. Right. That way she'll be comfortable with you and she'll know what you want to bring out because at the end of the day, she'll also look good at the picture. Mm. So once you've done the conversation part, when it comes to the actual shooting now, you have to do a bit of direction, like right. tell her if she goes wrong, like, or he goes wrong, you have to position them in a correct direction and then actually take the picture. How do you prefer working? Do you have shoot assistants or you prefer working solo? Well, it depends on the set, on the set okay. and the location. Mm-hmm. Some set requires a lot of props mm-hmm. to bring so you can have someone to help you carry the cameras, the stands, mm-hmm. the props which you, you're going to use. And probably sometimes you have to do some adjustments on the scene like right. cleaning out or clearing out a bush. Mm-hmm. So it depends. And also the model, mm-hmm. let's say if it's female and uh, the kind of photography we do, mm-hmm. She has to be like comfortable with the yeah, people positions. you bring on set. Okay. And the people you bring on set should also have the discipline you have. I get you. Yeah. And then on that note, actually, as Africans in the diaspora, now you're in Israel, uh, your art obviously generates a discussion on culture and it's it can be a medium of bridging up this cultural divide that mainly Africa has with the West and with other parts of the world. And uh, more importantly, to eliminate any stereotypes and assumptions that are held. Do you have instances where your arts have created a discussion or controversy? <laughs> I don't know, either of you, or do you play it safe? Um, for me, um, I, I try to take my art to a direction where I speak more on the melanin skin. Mm-hmm. So I'm doing more of... Um, black women mostly women black women and just the beauty of the melanin and beauty of being a black woman mm-hmm. 
So so far there's been no controversy. Um, controversy to, okay. Yeah, but I'd but like this seems to be a big motivation for you like do you feel that there's an explored beauty in the African woman and your your art will in some way re- reveal yeah, this? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'd, I'd like small girls to look at my art and oh, feel represented. I'm really mm-hmm. no to be proud in their own skin mm-hmm. and their dark skin mm-hmm. and like to be able to see the dark skin and feel like I love that I was born this way and I I don't have to change it and just see the beauty and I find I am really in love with our skin color and I'd really love to portray that in my paintings. That's a, that's very great of you. Joki. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> What about you Derek? How, how's your art uh, in terms of uh bringing the conversations to the table <laughs> I, i i'm happy to know that both of you have um, have a special focus the african woman yeah, is it also a woman or just the woman let's ah. just the woman well uh, yes yeah my art has sparked some kind of a, uh, controversy okay in different <laughs> areas well uh, i can tell you like Generally my mm. art is is not supposed to like portray women in a certain light because the the aim of my type of genre that I'm pursuing at the moment is yeah. bringing making sure like the the woman is portrayed as this beautiful yeah. elegant person right. in society and making your everyday woman the guy the lady you see in the streets because most of the models we use are not like professional models mm. these are everyday people you see on the streets who volunteer themselves to oh. come and have photos of of themselves taken so we make sure they look their best like once the shot is out they have to be they have to admire this picture that even when they're 90 years old or 8 years old they can look back and say like wow this is how i was like make her look the best version of herself so well this can be misunderstood amongst uh, certain quarters in society because of probably how things have been done in the past you know There was this time I took uh, I I take pictures of African people too that's where I would like to go as a direction African women you know and as Africans you know part of our culture and our dress code traditionally right was uh you know how it was like it's it a was, bit revealing generally yeah it was yeah. generally a bit revealing so yes. we did that here in uh, Israel the not many people know like the picture was taken in Israel because when you look at it it looks like Africa but it is in Israel in the desert so we took a pictures and uh there were there african a models yeah. yeah and then there were a bit of concerns you know regarding the the people who were taken but the la- the, the models themselves were comfortable their families was comfortable and everything was okay but we will the the photos will come out eventually right. when when the time is right okay. and uh So we people. should look forward to that. Yeah, you should look forward to it. You should absolutely. They're, they're really beautiful photos. Okay. Every, I mean, I, I do believe you. Yeah. And, and uh, I, I know the fact that, as you mentioned, that it, the timing and uh, the, the space in which you, you operate, maybe some of these photos might be construed uh yeah. in a different light but yeah, yeah. i i totally get that there's time when it would be okay or right mm-hmm. to be able to portray more of your art and it's it's yeah. it's a growing it's a growing field and mm-hmm. a lot of people are w- waking up to it so yeah. in in due course obviously we we'll get to see more mm-hmm. maybe as we end the show um Njoki, w- what's your favorite song that we could play um so I've been really into um gospel music. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've played. <laughs> okay. So I'd like um Guardian Angel. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, song by Guardian Angel. 
this is in Kikuyu. Could you please tell our listeners what, what, the, what the words or what the, the name Niniguera means? Minataka. Oh. Minataka Yesu Ujue. <laughs> Me, I want Jesus. <laughs> no, no. Me, I want Jesus. <laughs> so we just got triple translated Jesus. there from Kikuyu <laughs> to Swahili to English. So the song is by Guardian Angel. We'll listen to a bit of it. It's uh, yeah. uh, it's a gospel song, Me, I Want yeah. Jesus. It's personal yeah. desire to have I, Jesus, I guess. I, I want... I, I want it's just like I want I want Jesus to know that okay. you know I am appreciative right. I want you it's to Thanksgiving It's song. a Thanksgiving song so okay, I mean not really explain it Thanksgiving note, we just want to come back on to our guests and uh, we have a favorite pastime in Kenya when we're on show and since we're all Kenyan today on this show, uh, I'll, I'll relieve this pastime. So we always send greetings to our nearest and dearest whenever we're on radio because it's a big deal in Kenya. And so I'd give this opportunity to our guests if you have anyone who'd like to send what we call salams or greetings uh, to go right ahead. Go ahead. Uh, do they go are they going to have subtitles or something <laughs> <laughs> no go right ahead how you how you want them to hear it that's the way they'll get it well first of all i'd like to shout out i want to say thank you to ben gurion university radio for having us bg radio and uh, straight out of africa podcast and uh, i also want to thank everybody who's been tuned in live and everyone who shows love so listen to the straight out of africa podcast and I want you to follow Dory Barrore and everybody that has uh, shown me love. Uh, follow African artists, African photographers. And I also want to send love to my mom in Africa. I want to send love to my friends in Africa. I want to spread love to my to everybody who knows me, who shows love to me. I want to send out a shout out to you. Na finally, ni kependako kutuma salamu kwa walu ya wote na wajaru wote kutoka Western Africa. Western Kenya pole. And Oga, my Nigerian brothers, I want to send hi to Julia Obasi from Nigeria, Lagos, who is also tuned in. I beg. Okay. Oh, shit. Good job, good job. That's Derek for you. We're going to go right on to the other end of studio and jockey, please. Tuma salamu. So I'd like to say a big thank you to to BGU Radio and to you, Francisco, for giving us this opportunity to um, to talk and you know, discuss these issues. <laughs> it's a lot of love. A lot of love in the studio right now. <laughs> the, 
<laughs> that was it today for our Straight Out of Africa show. Our guests have been Joki Githeri and you can find them on their social media at... My socials are in Instagram, Joki Githeri at and on Facebook, Joki Githeri. And Derek, yeah, you can find me on uh, Instagram at Real Derek Prince and Facebook at Derek Prince. Amazing. And that's going to be our show for tonight. Thank you guys for tuning in. Remember, this is Trade Out of Africa. You can always catch us on our Facebook page, Trade Out of Africa, as well as on all your favorite podcast streaming platforms, Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts. Show us some love. Let us know where you're listening from and give us a comment or a shout what you'd like to hear next. So from me here in studio, it's goodbye and God bless.